I'm Ryan Milliken from Hardway Performance, and you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. I'm Demetri Miller with No Zone Diesel. This is Anthony Rings from XDP. Jaron Holder from Holder Down Performance. I'm Corey Willis with PPI. I'm Drew with DJ Precision Machine. I'm Pinky. And you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. Diesel Power Podcast. And you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. The one and only Diesel Power Podcast. Today we've got uh, Dan Snyder from Snyder Performance Engineering. Last time he was on, we talked about a nasty dragster you guys were running and all the cool things that were going on but this time we're going to talk about UCC and the really cool build and it's an innovative build as well you know that you guys got going on so we want to welcome you back and talk to you about the truck thanks a lot Patrick I appreciate it and uh, uh, looking forward to talking to you about it now with the truck itself is this the the 67 that you guys you guys got a while ago I think in the last episode you told us it was a low mileage truck. You didn't want to chop it and put a cage in it and everything, and that's why you guys built the dragster. Yeah, yeah. We, um, well, believe it or not, that truck actually we ended up sending that truck down the road, um, just because I, I, you know, once again I, I felt bad about cutting a truck up with five thousand miles on it. So we <laughs> yeah. kind of decided, you know, we were going to pursue the dragster at that point, and then we got a believe it or not, we got kind of got a lot of hate on the, I guess not hate, but we got a lot of. Um, feedback on the dragster let's just call it feedback and people saying you know yeah but it's not in a truck it's not this it's not that and uh i think the problem is the dragster um not a lot of people can relate to it so you know because you know a lot of the diesel people they they're driving trucks and we you and i and we you know all the businesses that are out there you know we sell a lot of parts that are focused on trucks so i think you know when people can relate to that they enjoy it a lot more. Um, so we got the call out from UCC, and, and Amy's like, you know, hey, and she's always the thorn on my side when it comes to that stuff. She says, hey, you know, this is an opportunity to bring the truck back and and uh, pursue that route and show people, you know, there gives give something back that they can relate to. You know what I mean? It actually makes a lot of sense. I never really thought about it, but I think it's 100% right is, you see a truck that makes 1,800 horsepower, 2,000 or 2,500 or 3,000 versus a dragster. You know, I think the, the enthusiasts, you know, they might have that same truck and have dreams of one day building something like that. And, yeah, and go, no, it's no. almost like, and, and I think, I'm not saying that, you know, the dragster or a competition, let's just say a full-blown competition vehicle can't help that, but, you know, it gives... Um, it gives them the ability, you know, to call you too, or call call another shop and say, hey, you know, I I want to buy this. You know, I saw someone running this, and you know, they were they were just driving down the road, and I got to see it, and it looked really quick, and I want to do that to my truck. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that was kind of the. Um, and I guess when we did the director, we never even really looked at it that way. You know what I mean? It was just like, hey, we want to go fast, and we want to we want to set pace for the this engine. And um, we kind of, I think we're, we're off to a good start with it. So, you know, it was just one of those things where uh, we're basically, you know, it, that's just kind of the, the road we went down, you know. And then uh, this is kind of bringing a different opportunity into, into our hands. And, uh, you know, we just like everybody else, we all started with trucks, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like, hey, we've never built a truck, you know. It's not really that, but <laughs> we can take it to another level, so. No, but this truck, what's uh, what did it start as? Is it a like a regular cab or 
believe it or not, it was a regular cab uh, V10 truck. Um, we knew we weren't really going to be using much of anything off of it, so we needed. We just wanted. We did want to start with the steel cab, so the truck had a VIN number, um, because we do do some local racing and stuff like that, and it requires, you know, like uh, we do the flashlight drags, which is a, a local sanctioned race at a, a airport by us. Um, and it requires you to have like a VIN number and stuff like that, like a DOT tire. So mm-hmm. we wanted to also be able to compete with it in that. Um, so in that sense, we wanted a, a cab with a VIN. You know, yeah, we only have about, you know, five, six foot of actual factory frame under the truck still. But, um, but yeah, so we started with a, it's a 2003, I think, uh, V10 truck, and there's basically nothing left of it. As far as the uh, the power plant, what did you guys go with on the motorcycle? Well, as far as the engine goes, that was a, it's actually something that's been in the works since like 2000, I'd say, 13. Um, we had intentions of finishing it and putting it in the dragster, um, but we just figured that this would be a good time to kind of give it a good test. Um, so we're kind of hoping that we can... Um, really get abusive on the engine platform and uh, essentially uh, put it in the dragster after that. You know what I mean? Okay. So um, I just figure if we're going to be pulling and, and, and running it on the dyno and doing stuff like that, we can really get a good test on it. And uh, more real world. It's just really hard to do anything real world with the dragster itself. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. it, you know, that engine in that chassis, it's just, it's really hard to do that with it. So get some testing on it, and um, it's a pretty off-the-wall, you know, design. I mean, there's there's nothing um, – it, it's off-the-wall as far as how it is going to be put together and the, the pieces we're using in it, but it's not like a full billet engine either. You know what I mean? We are starting with a lot of factory pieces. So um, I think – I think uh, this year is going to be pretty interesting considering what everybody else is bringing to the table, but we're going to try our best. I think the you know for the Ford, the Ford fans out there, they're really looking forward to this event and all the different setups from you know the six liters and you know just there's so many cool things in each each build that's that's yeah. happening that they're all custom in a different way and it's really awesome to see what you know the great minds in the industry. And the shops are coming up with it's it's crazy seeing the the different perspectives of you know people trying to innovate you know what i mean it's it's really neat to even even if it's an idea that doesn't work it doesn't really much matter it's as cool that they were even trying it or thinking of it you know what i mean and that that's what that's what pushes everybody which that's what we need and this this kind of event you know that's going to basically allow growth for our industry because it's literally it's literally pushing all of us to be competitive and you know i think that's i think that's saying a lot one of the really cool things you know in in line with that is how it's not just in a a specific engine platform like it's not just the cummins guys or the duramax guys or the power stroke guys competing between themselves it's cross competition between all the platforms so you know the leaps we've seen you know in all the trucks it's it's just like everyone's trying to pursue the same thing instead of, you know, just say in the five nine realm or, you know, the the Duramax realm. The the, the competition between the brands is really cool, and uh, it's that's what's really captured me about it. But there are a few a few things that have come up when I've talked to the you know the people that are in UCC. 
And one of them, and I wanted to ask you, is how hard is it to set up a truck to do almost polar opposite things? Like you have to sled pull and you have to drag race, and then you need yeah. a rhino. So. Well, <laughs> the, the biggest issue that I think comes into play with it, <clears throat> and this is, you know, once again, my opinion, but, you know, you have to go from as light as possible to basically as heavy as possible. And then you have to have a chassis that is rigid enough to support that change. So, you know, in, in a drag racing aspect, you want a tube chassis. You know, that's ideal, you know, a, a light tube chassis. But if not braced correctly and not not gusseted and, and not put together correctly, um, you know, it's not going to work for pulling because it's going to want to cave in on itself, you know, or break. So yeah. I, as far as that goes, I would... <laughs> I think that's the biggest challenge with it, you know, is like you just said, wanting to go from one spectrum to the other. It's a weight thing, you know, and, and being able to withstand that change. Um, you know, as far as what we've done, um, you know, before we even sat down and, and tried designing the chassis and stuff, you know, it was, uh, it was more of a, you know, what are, what are we going to base this truck on? You know, like LeVon built his truck <clears throat> specifically for, um, you know, drag racing, you know, that was like the main thing that he wanted to do with that truck, you know, um, which made sense. And if you look how it's designed and built, I mean, it, it worked, it worked, obviously it works great for that. Um, but we kind of, my approach and we all kind of decided here that, you know, our approach, we wanted to try to spread that across the board and make it like, okay, if, we, if we're going to build this thing, can we somehow equalize its ability to pull and its ability to drag race. You know, can we make it a 50-50 thing and put the development in, in percentage-wise in a 50% outlook, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, obviously, that's super difficult. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems like the toughest part. <laughs> yeah, and everybody has their different their different view on that. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's, you're right. I mean, that is that is probably the most challenging aspect of it. Um, you know, we, we've come up with a bunch of different things that we're going to be trying. And, um, you know, we, one of the things that we did with the truck, I mean, it's, it's not really a secret or anything, but, uh, one of the things that we're doing is we literally have, you know, eight inches of adjustable lift. It's a full coil over setup. And then we have eight inches of adjustable lift. Are we ever going to use all that? No, but we wanted the ride height to be something that was adjustable because that was something we saw LeVon battle with. You know, he, he couldn't turn that truck. You know what I mean? Um, so that was that was something that we kind of wanted to um, to hit on, and you know, and that that's that thing we can go back to is you know he was innovating, you know, and 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 really being a true innovator in that aspect, and you know, they, and everybody got to learn from that, including him and us, and all the other people that competed. You know, there's just the caliber of, of people doing this is just it's crazy. But, um, but yeah, that's something that we did, uh, and we kind of wanted to integrate into it and make it so when we go pulling and we want to put a little bigger tire under it, we can pick it up, not rub, um, you know, solid suspension in the back whenever we go to pull. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, you're, you're definitely right. I'm totally on board with you on that. It's, uh, that was definitely challenging. Now, being a transmission guy, and that's probably one of my favorite parts of diesel trucks, it's got to ask you. You know, as far as putting a 
a transmission behind this kind of vehicle. Was there a lot of debate, or was, did you know exactly what you wanted to run behind the motor? Yeah, I mean, I think you already know where I'm going to go with this. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, the 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 6R. Once again, I love that transmission. I mean, it it is an awesome transmission, and as far as I'm concerned, in a truck, and even even in like a, say a thousand horsepower truck, it's still a really sweet transmission. Um, you know, we build them. We we like them. We enjoy we enjoy them. Customers like them. Um, but when it comes to all out, you cannot beat uh, you know a, a sequential tranny. You know, or uh, a non clutch to clutch transmission. You know, um, so four R one hundred. You know that that was the with everything we've learned from the dragster and you know even doing coming swaps here at the shop doing the four R behind them. You know everything that we've learned with those trannies. It's it's definitely something we like. It's definitely a platform that we know works. I think that's the big thing. You know, when you go into a competition like this, you kind of want to remove as many variables as you can. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you're literally changing everything. And, and if you are trying something real crazy, it's like the offset is doing something that you know will work. So, you know, we're, we're trying to, in areas that we know we, we have something that's going to function correctly and we know will work, we're, we're also trying to, to use those things. So, yeah. So 4R100, our controller, um, obviously built to the max. Uh, DPC's handling us on the converter end for that. Um, so we should hopefully have that covered. Awesome. Yeah, that, that setup's really... I think, especially in these really high-powered builds in, comp in a competition environment, yeah, it it's really starting to to come alive. and And I agree with you 100 percent. Like the six R one forty is such a beautiful factory transmission with the potential that it has. It's I just, think one of the craziest things with the six R is just it's out of the box. Yeah, I mean, you've even said it when we were talking about it before. I mean, you, what factory truck do you just hop in and they and they shift like that? You know, not not mm -hmm. many of them. I mean, they. I don't know. It's it's a great transmission, but when it comes to shifting fast <laughs> and drag racing and things of that nature, it's just it's just not real real happy about it. You know, it, 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 look at any you know full blown full blown drag racing vehicle. You know, you usually want a more minimal gear count. So, you know, one of the things it actually came up uh, on another one of these UCC podcasts. Just it came to me just in the middle of it. Is you know we talk about the difficulty with the builds. And trying to make them versatile, and then the power and the transmission and everything. But I think something that's so overlooked is the kind of stress it puts on not just the business, but the families and the employees and everything to get ready for it because it's a team effort. Have you found that that's been something that that is challenging as well? Is to get you know because you got to you got to shut down the shop or at least scale it back a little bit when you when you guys go. You know how you keep things running. Um, you know, especially that time of year when things are busy and it's tax time and tax refund time and everything. Um, yeah, it's it's a juggling act. Um, I you know we we work a lot of hours to begin with, and you're right. It is an aspect that's that's overlooked. That I mean, it wouldn't be a common thing to truly talk about. But yeah, it's um it, it's difficult. I mean, it, it's that thing like during the day. You know, when we're at the shop and I'm working, you know, like I normally do. It's it's you know. Even in my daily swing of things, I don't have time to work on it. You know, I don't have yeah. time to work on the truck. Um, 
So it's one of those things that when, when you know, 6 o'clock rolls around, 5, 6 o'clock rolls around, everybody's winding down and the guys are going home, I'm staying here working, you know. So it's it's uh, it, it, it gets a little overwhelming, and I try to, you know, keep one day a week at least for the family, you know. And uh, I got two little kids and, you know, Amy and everything at home, so I, I, we got to... We got to make time for that, and we do. But uh, it can get, be a little overbearing. I mean, you you know how it is. At the end of the day, you're like, "All right, sweet, I'm just I'm going home." You know, yeah, yeah. just shut it off. And but you know as well as I do, it's with social media, it's really hard to even shut it off anymore. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much where it's at. You know, end of the day, it stops, and then we I'll usually work till ten o'clock every day. So. One of the things I found with it is how how much support structure is there, you know, for you guys, um, you know, just to to do this kind of stuff. You have guys like me calling in the middle of the day to do a podcast too, you know, like yeah, it's just yeah. there's all this attention and everything, and I think that's a kind of an untouched story, you know, with a competition like this is the support structure and the amazing teams that you guys have to, you know, absorb you know the extra phone calls, the guys coming in that need service on their trucks and all these other things, and it's a really cool. Really cool story. That uh, I think what happens too is we, and I think you know, in a in a a well working machine of a business, it's, <clears throat> and I think we all do it. You know, whenever you get, especially a smaller business, you know, everybody's a team, like you just said, and when everyone's connected and they talk and they they're all on the same page, that added load comes in and everybody just kind of picks up a little bit and mm-hmm. makes up for you know any any extra oomph that needs to be there. You know what I mean? Um, I think everybody just kind of does it uh, on their own as a way to speak. Yeah, no, definitely. That's that's a common a common theme. It's really cool, really cool to see that. And, uh, you know, you guys have really been, you know, to kind of transition for a second, you guys have really been doing a ton of things for the 6-7 and the, the Power Stroke, you know, platform in general over the last year since we talked last with, the transmissions that you guys offer and the new products and the new things you're doing. And the question I always got to ask is, you know, for 2017, what are some, you know, kind of cool or new things you guys might be, might be coming out with or, or offering for these trucks? Well, we should have our, well, not, I guess it technically might not be for the trucks, but we will actually <laughs> have a package together where you can take, um, and I know we had kind of touched on this before, um, but we will actually have the kit hopefully for sale. Um, I'm I'm guessing maybe around summertime. Um, you know, if you're building like a 32 Ford or say like an older F100 truck, you'll be able to take the 6.7, plug our control system into it, drop it right in. So that's that's kind of a big deal for us because we want to see these engines in other vehicles. You know, whether it be an older truck. Whether it be someone who's having, say, having a problem with a 6.0 and they're really mad, and instead of going to a Cummins, maybe this will be another option for them. You know, just make it easier to do. That is really cool. I don't know why, but maybe it's my midlife crisis or something, but I want an old pickup truck, and I, re- I love the old Ford bodies. They're just and cool, it, man. Oh, they're just the lines on them. I don't know. I get chills, you know, that or I do like some of the old Chevys, too. But just it'd be so cool to be able to take a newer diesel motor, uh, you know, one that makes tons of torque, is smooth, everything else, and just have an option to put that in it. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just cool. Yeah, and, and I know 
the transmissions you guys got, they're 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 rolling too. We've had a lot of happy customers with with your six R one forty and that's the other thing we've been pushing is you know, we, we like selling stuff on our own but we we really like it's almost like um, you know, having a you know, the the dealer platform is kinda of what I'm getting at, you know, and having mm-hmm. having you guys to sell our product too. It's really nice because the the fact that you know what you're talking about and you can help our customer it allows us to develop more products and make them better you know and and you're helping us you know sell our product and 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 the best part is is you're knowledgeable about it and you, you you're able to do that and then you help us out we help you out. it works really good you know it's a, it's a great it's a great uh team effort so to speak you're 100% right and that's something that you know, I know we have a lot of shop owners that listen to this podcast is is not every vendor that you call is willing to drop everything and help you or get you a tracking number. And in working with Snyder Performance, any question I've ever had, I do get stumped. <laughs> and I can get that answer. Someone always answers a phone. Someone always answers an email or a message. And that's really important. And I think that's one of the things that's really going to help. Yeah, and be and unique. you having that relationship with us and the other the other guys that you sell through and all the other even shops you deal with, you know, the information, if we all stay connected like that, it's just going to help the industry grow too. You know, yeah. it's, I, I think we're finally starting to, I feel like for the last, say, you know, 10 years, the last decade, it was overly cutthroat. You know, like the whole, the whole industry was really cutthroat, I feel like. And I feel like maybe at this point now we're starting to transition out of that. And I, I think that's good. I think because it, it's only going to help us grow. And that's really, really what we need is is growth, and more people buying these trucks and wanting to, you know, seeing what you do with them, and then saying, "I want a turbo kit. I want a transmission. I want, you know, a t- twin fueler kit." On the yeah. uh, on the turbo kit side of things, um, we are going to obviously still be offering our kits and stuff, but we've got a lot of calls in the past, and you may even have customers that call about it too. Um, they always don't want to buy a kit. You know, they they want to they want to buy one component, one piece of a mm-hmm. kit, or um, you know, a lot of a lot of companies have problems selling stuff that way. I mean, even initially, we kind of did. It was a, uh, it was kind of like one of those things where like, oh, I just I just want to buy the pedestal, or I just want to buy an up pipe, and we're yeah. like, oh man, you know that that's really cutting into, you know, us making any money off of it. Well, now yeah. that we are more grown and. We have a little bit more uh, time to invest in developing stuff and production-wise and other things like that. Um, we're starting to sell more uh, component pieces. So, you know, if you want intake flanges or you want to buy a pedestal or you want exhaust flanges or something like that, we're actually starting to sell that. So uh, that may be something. I mean, we're going to be moving into the Cummins and the Duramax. So if somebody wants to fabricate their own kit, they can actually go on our site or call you and say, hey. You know, I want to build an intake manifold for my my six seven power shirt. We're, we have those flanges available, and we're, not only can you buy them, you know, in our complete kit, but if you want to do it yourself, we're actually going to be we're offering that. So, um, I think that will help. You know, that'll help also grow the industry. And you know, that person, you know, maybe they wanted to fabricate, but they don't want to build a tranny. So yeah. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll buy these flanges, build a turbo kit, and then eat the transmission, and then they're calling you like, hey, I, I need a tranny. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then it's a big circle, you know. So That is really cool, and it, it does help because we never want to say no 
But when a lot yeah. of these kits, you can't just get one or two pieces, and the manufacturer's like, no, you got to get the whole kit or nothing. So that's awesome you guys are doing that. And it's not, it's not, and when you look at the big picture of it, it's just not reasonable. You know, it's like, yeah. what happens if one piece of this kit breaks? You know, you need to be able to sell it or, or do something like that anyway. So um, I, think, I think it makes sense, and I think that will, that will help us all grow once again. You know what I mean? That's cool. Well, I, I know you're a busy guy, and you got trucks to get out of the shop and a UCC truck to finish up. But I, I thank you for taking the time today, all the support that, that you and your company have given us. And we're going to be paying attention, seeing what you do, and, and uh, do another podcast with you after the event, you know, maybe this summer, and, and chat with you, see how it did. Sounds good. I, I appreciate it. Thanks for doing the podcast and keeping everybody informed, and we appreciate everything you do for us.